We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. And welcome back. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra's new season begins this weekend. It's a season of transition as music director designate Stefan Deneuve moves toward replacing David Robertson. Joining me in studio to discuss this new chapter in the orchestra's history are Marie-Hélène Bernard, president and CEO of the orchestra. Eric Finley is its vice president of artistic and operations. Thank you both so much for being with us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure to be here. Good, good to see you. Um, Maria, let me begin with you. Um, This is called a time of transition. How does that impact the season, or does it? Uh, it's a very exciting time. Uh, Stéphane Deneuve was appointed on June 7th, 2017, and immediately started working with our team on planning uh, future seasons. So as a music director designate this year, he brings four, four weeks of, of program. It's an exciting time. It's also a time where we can reflect on the extraordinary legacy that this orchestra has entering its 139th season and really tr- truly shaping a dialogue with our musicians that's truly meaningful, and this is what this season is about, from our family to yours, showcasing the depth of our amazing orchestra and how it connects in many ways to our community. That's your slogan for this year, from our family to yours, right? What, what, what does that actually mean? Eric? Well, the entire season was based around uh, ideas from our musicians. And even the focus on artists throughout the season, you'll see that we have three titled conductors involved in the season, our resident conductor, Jim Anu, our uh, music director-designate, Stefan Deneuve, of course, and then uh, Leonard Slatkin as well. And um, even when you look at the artists, the soloists throughout the season, uh, you'll see members of our extended family. So many soloists that have become dear favorites of the audience, uh, our audiences here in St. Louis, and our musicians as well. But uh, each and every program has some sort of influence from the feedback that we got from our musicians, whether it's specific repertoire or general ideas about what they feel like resonates with the audience. So this is where the whole idea of family is based. So it's pretty much business as usual, except that you're changing the maestro eventually. The designated, I'm a little confused by that because the announcement was made, as you said, in June of 17, uh-huh. was it? Yeah. Why is it taking so long so, to bring him in? Uh, it's typical in our industry. Um, conductors, music directors, uh, they have commitments years in, in advance. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we plan several, t- you know, years in advance, two, three years out. Uh, so it's a matter of commitments that, that they have, and it's n- n- very frequent and actually it's quite healthy Um, imagine that as you are about to make a commitment to marry someone there's the engagement period which leads to marriage so see it in a similar fashion as the time where we actually bring Stefan along in also understanding his philosophy what he wants to bring to this orchestra this community but also it's a dialogue so our team is very very closely uh, fleshing out developing ideas you know revisiting things we've done bringing new things and always focusing on what is the St. Louis 
Assistant for the Orchestra is about. What's our unique voice and, and what talent do we have on stage and what is this community um, aspires to? I think we are not programming in, in a vacuum. They were programming and thinking about this community, the the past, the future. I think it's a very exciting time. So I, I wouldn't say business as usual because it should never be business as usual. Mm-hmm. We're artists and I think our um, we give back to communities in meaningful ways and I think we need to constantly challenge ourselves with the, the concert experience, what we program, who we invite, because every single concert needs to be an event. You know, is it my imagination and going through the, the lineup for this season, I seem to notice a, a greater female presence, if mm. you will, more women. Is that uh, something maybe I just was attentive to at the time, or is it actually happening? More of your headliners are, are women, it seems to me. Eric? Uh, it's possible the, more than usual, uh, certainly. Um, you know, we have uh, several uh, women from the orchestra featured prominently as soloists, of course, and um, uh, a couple of composers as well that are uh, renowned and, uh, and up and coming right now that we're really excited to present works of. Um, certainly more female conductors than usual mm-hmm. on this season. And part of that is because we have a resident conductor, Jim Anu, who we believe greatly in mm-hmm. and we're excited to start a season with and uh, connects with the orchestra at a very deep level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also Nathalie Stutzmann as well, uh, world-renowned uh, uh, vocalist that is coming back again to lead the orchestra in a program of the Brahms Requiem uh, in March. And also Karina Kanalakis, who is a, a young female conductor who is just uh, in high demand and just uh, received an appointment for a major post in Europe as well. So we're really excited to see her. Let's talk about some of the highlights. How are you beginning, Maria? We're opening this weekend with Jim Anu, our resident conductor. And I'm, it's, a, it's a favorite of mine because I was 12 years old when I first heard Elgar uh, Enigma Variations, which is a, a great piece. And um, it's one that speaks of, of friendships, of characters, and how music truly um, is life. So I, I think Jim Anu is going to bring a really interesting um, uh, take on this. And she um, also, we are, and I can't pronounce his name, so I'm, I'm going to seek Eric's help, a, a young pianist. Um, please. Bizad Abdurrahmov. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I can't been, imagine why I'd have problems <laughs> with that. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, Eric knows him quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never had the pleasure to hear him, but he's bringing the Greek piano concerto, one of the favorites. But he's truly an amazing talent. And what this program speaks of um, is is how this orchestra has, from the day it was founded in 139 years ago, continued to nurture emerging talent and establish uh, work. So, for example, we're featuring Aaron J. Kernis's um, Musica Celeste, and he's one of the most uh, inspiring American composers. I still consider uh, him young, but he's probably in his fifties. Uh, yeah. Um, so again, a beautiful opening, and again, the question, the, the the theme of from our family to yours that music brings this connection of the music is something you share. This is something you experience with others, but also it's a very personal experience. Um, so we're very excited about this program performed this Saturday night, which is the opening of our 
live broadcast series with um, St. Louis Public Radio and, of course, Sunday afternoon. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I was certainly going, <laughs> going to. That's, <laughs> that's something we always look forward to here. We've got a, a staff dedicated oh, to that. Oh, and so. it's, I must say it's, it's, uh, it's one of our favorite partnerships, not like we can have favorites, but um, the passion, the dedication, and I think the following that we find from audiences, for example, in Twitter, is it's palpable. And I think when I say to bring a community together through music, I always encourage listeners, listen to us on Saturday night. If you, Even if you're busy, sometimes I'm home, I'm cooking, I'm listening to broadcasts, I learn things, but there's so much joy in sharing this experience, and people truly express their support for St. Louis Public Radio and the symphony in ways that make St. Louis truly great. So mm-hmm. this is my message to your, li- your listeners, is to be active and speak of that joy and the importance of institutions. When you have a kind of the changing of the guard, as it's happening mm-hmm. this time, is, is there a, a fall off in subscribers? <laughs> We don't see it, and and I think again, it's a it's a relationship that we build over time. Like so, it's it's hard to tell really. I think we have brought new people in because they have watched Stefan since two thousand three, and they were excited about him. I think I think essentially, I think that people also come for the music, and they have a deep attachment to our orchestra, mm-hmm. to our chorus, to the artists who grace the stage. So I think the the institution's role is to ensure that of course, artistic vision and leadership is truly important. And we need to make sure that our music director is someone who's highly recognizable, that the orchestra and the audience feels drawn to, that the community recognizes. Um, if you think of baseball, and, and I apologize for making the analogy, but I always love that analogy is the coach is really important. But the team is really what draws your your fans, and your fans are going to be as committed to your players and the team on the field as as they are to a coach. You can never go wrong by bringing a baseball well, in St. You know, Louis. I try. <laughs> <laughs> what What will Stefan be doing? He's doing four concerts yes. this year. What What yes. will he be doing? Well, there's an arc to his programming this year, and I would like to invite Eric to to elaborate on this as a partner in crime and in, in okay. fleshing out these programs. Yeah, when we first started talking about what Stefan would do this season, you know, this is a conductor that's been with this orchestra eight times before. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, we want to take some of that and some of what he does so beautifully, but also introduce new repertoire for him to our audiences and for Stefan and the orchestra get to get to experience some of these new pieces together. So uh, he's described this as his engagement season. And uh, really, uh, there's, there's a thread of love that runs throughout um, some of these programs, um, not just music that is about love, but music that he loves and music that he is deeply craving performing with this orchestra. Um, every time we would sit down and talk about these programs, and uh, including as we talk about programs in the 1920 season, almost every conversation with Stefan ends with, oh, we've talked about it. I can't wait to perform <laughs> it now. So um, he's, it, there's great anticipation. We've had him on this program, and I've found him a terrifically engaging guy mm-hmm. with a lot of energy. Yeah. I think he's going to be a big hit in this town and, and connect very well with the, the folks in St. Louis, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And I think he, he cares so much about the audience and creating that connection and also building that trust that no matter what Stefan programs, that he wants the audience to trust him, to trust him because it's a great piece to play because this orchestra plays it well because it's going to open your you know horizon to something you – I mean, that's what – experience should be. It's, yes, hearing things you like and you enjoy, but also probably experiencing something you didn't know would exist. 
And Leonard Slatkin is back. Yes. As, as matter, isn't he moving to St. Yes, Louis? He has per- moved back. He had, he yes, has. he has moved back to, this summer. And he um, now calls St. Louis. He has always called St. Louis home, but he is back in town. And um, we are um, uh, welcoming Leonard for two weeks in a row in the spring of 19. We are marking 50 years of his debut with this orchestra. So wow. that's a very important milestone. Um, and he's um, Leonard is a fabulous communicator. It's someone who has carried this orchestra in his heart and will always um, do that and it's a refreshing uh, two week with him and we're commissioning Jeff Beal to write a, a, a song cycle for soprano with Hila Plitman um, a very interesting artist if you go on YouTube and check her um, performances she's quite something. Eric how long does it take to set all this up I mean that's a it's a very complex program about over a long period of time uh, you just don't make a phone call and say, hey, can you come on in on the 15th? It's got to be uh, tedious. Sure. Well, to give you an idea, we're already working on the, the 2021 season oh, wow. right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stefan's weeks are already set in 2021. We'll start looking at his weeks in 21-22. So then we move to conversations about what guest conductors we'd like to invite back or give their debut with us. Uh, we'll start discussing um, Stefan's. We're already discussing Stefan's artists for the mm-hmm. 2021 season. So it's a two to three year process. And even then, it's exciting sometimes once you, you book a debut with a new conductor or someone that's returned, sometimes you f- will fuss over a program for months to make mm-hmm. sure you get it right. Just that particular program, where it fits into the season, if it says what we want to say at that point in the season. And if it fits into our subscription packages, the, the, the way we really want them to, to give each subscriber a unique experience and a broad experience. But sometimes you'll sit down and, and talk with a conductor about a program program and the program comes together in 30 seconds. You know exactly what you want to do. You have the advantage in that the music doesn't change very much. I mean, you're basically dealing with music that's been around for a while. It's not like you have to follow trends. Or do you? That's a good question. I think that the, the breadth and, and the depth of music is 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 quite phenomenal. Actually, I would say that it comes across centuries. Um, and there's always new things that come up. And, you know, remember that Let's take a Beethoven Symphony Number no. Five. You could program the same piece, and it will never sound the same. Even you know, I, I mean, there's so many layers and colors and all that. And I think the way you put a program together will uh, color your experience differently. So um, I don't know if you want to add to to this. Yeah, you know, you, you're you're right. Programming, working with the same, cooking with the same ingredients mm-hmm. all the time. You know, working with Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, Mozart, uh, Mahler. It is the easy part. The hard part is discovering the new Beethovens and the mm-hmm. new Mahlers and the new Mozarts. And this is what we toil over, and it's mm-hmm. trial and error. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the joy of experiencing new music with an audience mm-hmm. is Stefan and each artist and conductor that we work with, we fuss over what the right way is to combine new works with old mm-hmm. and help those pieces enter the repertoire. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always tell people if you did not know when the music was written and you came to a concert hall to hear the music and you closed your eyes – it becomes irrelevant almost mm-hmm. when it was written. And actually music from the t- 19th century could fu- could f- sound very, very current. And music written today could sound dated. I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating process. 
What are you doing to cultivate a younger audience, your future audience, mm-hmm. if you will? That's got to mm-hmm. be important. I know Very. you're doing a lot of movies again this year, which is yeah. always fun. Yeah, and and we actually see a lot of, of younger audiences for classical uh, concerts, classical mm-hmm. music. Not so much necessarily always more popular music. I think younger audiences, and, and younger is a, is broadly defined. You know, if you define younger as 18 to, to let's say, 45, I could find five different types of, of kind of customer behavior mm-hmm. and segmentation in that group. So it, it varies quite a bit. But I think to be communicating the value of music, the experience they're going to hear, what the connections that they can make to understand as, as you would do with an exhibition, as you would do with a play, is music speaks to human beings. And, and how do you carve out events or, or, or an environment around it that makes it um, interesting to them? Because And oftentimes, we have an amazing group sales initiative, and we encourage people to use this because coming to a concert with a group of friends, it's a different experience because what for some people, the most important piece is after the fact to talk about it and talk about the experience and sharing about the experience. Only a little over a minute left. Eric, how about kids? I go back to Lenny Leonard Slatkin's uh, days and the kids' orchestra. That was always very popular. Doing any more of that? Yeah, I mean, we have a robust family series and uh, young people's concerts during the school day as well. Um, and they're selling very, very well right now. We actually uh, we wish we had more, uh, more availability of some of these concerts. But you know, a special thing that uh, people often forget is that we, we run our own youth orchestra as well. So this orchestra has a very deep commitment to youth in this community. Mm-hmm. Maria Lynn, what is the, uh, the must-see event of this uh, new season? Oh, my gosh. Every weekend, there's something <laughs> special. No, I'm serious. Every program has a gem. Every program is a, uncovers certain aspects of the work we do. My gosh, what is? Well, for, obviously, if any of the Stefan Weeks is going to be special because I think he's an extraordinary musician, special communicator. He does bring joy on the stage, and I think that's something that our orchestra really cherishes. Any favorite for you? Yeah, I'm really excited about both of Gemma's programs. She has a a, a program this week that is uh, core repertoire and one beautiful piece of new American music, and then some unusual works in uh, her program in April, all with some French influence as well. You guys seem very excited as well. You should be. You're off and running uh, this Saturday, correct? Yes. Well, have a, have a great season, and well, I'm you. sure we'll see you during the course of it. It's nice seeing you, Maria Lynn Thank Bernard you. and Eric. Nice to see you, you, Eric Finley. Thank you.